0: it. All right. There we go. <sighs> good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing morning. this morning?
1: Outstanding. Are we doing good? are uh, live right now? We, so? are, we are live, sir. All right. Yeah, buddy. all right. How are we all doing, guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Got to watch some good college baseball last night. That was uh,
0: some big losses and big wins for some teams, so I'm sure we're going to discuss that here in a minute.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of baseball that came down to the wire, especially all like that, you know, dinner time just past dinner time window it was like you could flip from game to game to game. And it's, you know, one run in the ninth extra innings, you know, chance to walk it off. It was insane for probably an hour there.
0: Yeah, it was really it was really good. I was switching between channels up there on the TV here at the coast and I'm like switching I'm like, oh, man, this is great for me. I got to watch all this stuff before dinner time. It's perfect.
3: I think we should mention uh, just the big smile that's on AJ's face today. Uh, congrats <laughs> to your uh, Game Pots <coughs> for finally uh, winning a Friday game.
2: Yes. We, we I, can do it. It's like our third all year. <laughs> I,
0: I have them literally as a huge win today. I was like, that's a huge win for South Carolina to come win that Friday game, especially with how well they've been playing Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and talking about getting into Hoover, Like that just pretty much solidifies It makes you feel pretty comfortable there.
2: Yeah. You got to feel like you're going to take either one today or one tomorrow and taking mm-hmm. a series against Kentucky not only gives you the head to head, but puts them two games behind you, which means you need to get swept by Florida and Kentucky would need to win the series to jump you. So yeah. Florida looks like they're handling Missouri. So I think South Carolina has to feel pretty good about Hoover, but I know their eyes are looking more than Hoover. You know, they're going to need to win these last two series to give themselves a chance at the, at the tournament. So they won't let my hopes die yet.
0: <laughs> they just keep you dangling on a string. It's like right there. It's just right on the edge here.
4: Oh.
3: Yeah, and I think with Mississippi State kind of falling off here, I think what they're losing troops up to four or five with the heartbreaking loss last night against AM. and um, But that was a really good game to see in person too because it felt like it was back and forth. And a ballpark was really, really playing small, I felt like. A lot of these hits that felt like pop flies with the wind blowing out, we're just kind of carrying them. And I'm sure AJ can attest, remembers that from the South Carolina series, some of these fly balls <laughs> that just keep going and going and going. Uh, on the flip side of that with AM, it seems like that was kind of what was happening with Mississippi State last night.
0: Yeah, keeping them in the ball game with that small park. That was a huge loss, though, for Mississippi State. It really puts them in a bad place here moving forward. They are right there on the chopping block with Kentucky about being chopped out of uh hoover so i think they're even
3: behind missouri at this point so they're officially out out um two games Mm -hmm. back i think from you know even going to hoover and that'll be a far cry from uh winning the national championship to to miss hoover the next year i
0: think they're tied with i think they're tied with missouri they're tied with missouri yeah and then they're both two games back from kentucky it's so. kind
1: of a weird dynamic. I have spent the last six years kind of rooting for Mississippi State just because they're so nice to me on Twitter. But I need my old Miss Rebels to make it, make the tournament so they can make, make a super regional and then I can go scorch earth. But <laughs> how have we not mentioned the Arkansas raccoon yet that has yeah. taken over <laughs> the country? Uh, I assume it was on Good Morning America <laughs> this morning. Um, Jake, did you run into any raccoons at your time at Mississippi State? Are you a raccoon fan? Do you have a raccoon jersey yet? <laughs> um, no, uh,
3: Frisco High School hasn't sponsored me yet. Um, I know that they're the big raccoons, so you know, in some talks with them. But yeah, I mean, that was the most Arkansas, most southern thing. I know people always like to give south, southern people crap for uh, doing stuff like this, and then for it to be happening at Arkansas is, is probably the most fitting thing. Um, no, I think uh, we had more pigs at Mississippi State. That we had a pig problem at one of my apartments, so not really a raccoon problem.
0: <laughs> a pig problem. Oh boy, this is this is definitely the East Coast thing because I have no idea. That raccoon though was gigantic. That thing that thing was eating good. I mean, that that's was... not
2: his. That's not his first time picking up a raccoon. Like
0: <laughs> no, no, you don't go in and just grab it by the scruff <laughs> and be like, "Oh, it's the first time I'm ever handling this animal." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I like, like the, the guy in the background. That was my favorite part of the video, was the guy in the white shirt.
2: <laughs> just that falling is the over part, the chair.
1: Yeah. Yes. The best part of it all is how you can watch a different person every time in the video or look at a different person in the picture, and it's still the most SEC slash Arkansas thing you've ever seen. I, I say all the time, like, you guys have a lot of stereotypes to fight as Arkansas fans, and then every week there's just someone like, that's Arkansas.
3: I'm not even uh. surprised at this point. It's just another day in Arkansas baseball. It seems like <laughs> their fan base is just a bunch of characters and mm. every, every game someone else like shows out and it kind of rises up in Arkansas lore.
0: <laughs> and then not even, I mean, even the game was great. Like they come all oh, the way crazy. tie the yeah. game up, go extras, and then lose it in extras. You're like, Oh man. I mean, not just the raccoon, but the game was great itself. So I don't know. I think that that was a gigantic win for Vanderbilt as much as I don't want it to be I think that it's putting them closer to hosting especially with Southern Miss losing that game against UTSA and Southern Miss had every opportunity to win that ball game they had it in the eighth inning they had bases loaded they had chances in the ninth inning so that was a huge loss for them to be able to host I think.
3: Yeah, and um, almost just I have almost feel like I've disrespected Enrique Bradfield this year. And I think last night he kind of proved me wrong. He was on base. He was stealing third with two outs, you know, hitting the home run. So I do want to apologize to Enrique Bradfield because I feel like I have kind of been one of his biggest haters. Because he has really flown under the radar this year for a Vandy team that seems to always catch the headlines.
0: Yeah, I think that he has also picked up his on-base percentage. And that, that has helped, again, If you're on-base, you can steal and all of a sudden his steal numbers have gone back up, and now he's leading, it it really hit was for him was getting back on base instead of trying to hit the power numbers, and now he's been able to create for that team, and that bandy team has been good enough uh, when he's healthy.
2: Yeah, and that's the problem with being so good your first year, just bursting onto the scene at a school like Vanderbilt where you're just dominant immediately, is people expect you to improve upon that, and it, was, it would be very hard for him to improve upon the numbers he had last year He's trying to add more power and you can tell for a little bit, like Mark said, that took away from you know what makes his game great and what makes him great. Yeah, he's gonna be a plus, plus glove, his plus, plus speed. But if he doesn't get on base, then that offense has trouble going. We saw that beginning of the year. Now he's kind of being more within himself. Um, you know, fine taking the slap hits, fine beating out, you know, he can turn a single into a triple in two pitches. Yeah. So He's kind of settled back in and not trying to push, um but I think it was kind of Vandy struggled, people were looking at why are they struggling It was like well Enrique Bradfield's not doing what he did last year, he's still putting up great numbers, but he wasn't hitting you know the gaudy like three eighty with sixty stolen bases like you know he he wasn't being superhuman, and people were thinking he was slacking,
0: yeah, and you could tell it like like we talked he his launch he was trying to hit that ball out he was trying to hit a launch engine goal. And showing that he got bigger, stronger, and ready for this next season—that's not his game. I mean, yes, it's going to be great down the line for him. He's going to be able to hit the pop, but he's the guy slapping it around the yard, getting on base, and setting his teammates up to score him. So that was that—that that has changed their game the last couple of weeks here, and really the last month of the season. Actually, it's made a big difference for them.
2: Uh, one school I want to give a shout out to, real quick: VCU laying the wood down on massachusetts yesterday 26 to 2 it was unreal to watch it was i think it was like four guys had their first collegiate home run for vcu yesterday it was just bombs away insane um you know just another good baseball school they got 30 plus wins already Um, another good baseball school in the state of virginia
0: yeah that you, I mean, as much as Jay keeps saying it, the state of Virginia might be the best baseball state. It's hard to argue at this point because they just keep showing up and they just keep showing out.
3: Yeah, I, I was going to say the complete opposite of that. As much as I harp on Virginia being the king of college baseball this year, I think Massachusetts might be the worst state for baseball. It seems like all their teams are bad. All their teams are kind of flailing. But just to kind of piggyback that, I think I want to you know change my answer with UTSA beating Southern Miss. I think Texas is quickly turning into the center of college baseball again. Texas is kind of back in it. a and back in it. UTSA. You know, Tech even looked good. I know I'm kind of – Tech's one of the biggest haters, but they looked really good last night too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I had that on my list too, that that's a huge loss for Oklahoma State and a huge win for Texas Tech. Uh, that really – I think it hurts Oklahoma State is then they need to win this series really to host, uh, be a national seed. I think that they host top 16 no matter what. But to be a national seed, you really need to win out these last two series and losing at home to Tech, who's everybody knows is an awful road team. That's a really bad loss for them, but a, but a really big win for Texas Tech trying to get in the top 16 as well.
3: And Tech yeah, just always we, seems to win in these crazy ways too. Like they had the steal of home. They had the fake pass ball last night.
1: When I was making my pick of Texas Tech over Oklahoma State, I just had one voice in the back of my head, and it was Jake saying, Texas Tech sucks on the roads. Only fair that Texas Tech won on the road last night. It's so funny.
0: I did the same thing. I was like, you know what? There's no way that they lose another road series. They have to win one of these road series in conference. This is the one. This is it. This is where they do it.
2: That's what I did with my Louisville pick. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I thought that too I I, almost, I was like no I
3: was like my friend watches this show I can't pick against them but I was can't like can't pick against your buddy I was like they're due for a bad series they haven't really had a bad series in about a month and a half and I, I think they're kind of due for stuff to not go their way and you yeah. know Louisville center fielder stole that game for him it seemed like last night it seemed like everything that was in his vicinity he just seemed to catch it
0: yeah and uh, he was that unreal. was real. yeah that, that was just defense 101 it's like how are you going to win the games in the ACC pitching and defense? And Louisville has really done that here the last couple of weeks and just a timely hits for them. They're not really crushing the ball all over
2: the park, but they're getting those timely hits they need. Yeah. And Levi Usher is the center fielder's name. There were, I mean, he saved at least three runs, you know, coming in, diving on a ball with two outs, um, two runners on base that gets by him. It's yeah, at least two, maybe the guy who hits it scores, Rob's a home run in the bottom of the second. It's, It's a no-fly zone out there. He was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of center fielders even that would even attempt to make those plays, Uh, especially the one diving forward coming in on that ball because you got to have so much confidence because if you like you said you miss that ball, it's bad. There's nobody behind you to back you up on that one.
1: Well, with timely hitting and great defense comes Omaha. Let's revisit our Omaha eights. uh a lot of movement the last couple weeks. It's been so nuts in college baseball. I'm excited to see how everybody's changed. Who wants to kick us off?
0: I'll go first, you know.
1: Um, so the I
0: kept five of my ones from last time. Tennessee, they're still the number one team. I still believe that they're there. They have the offense. Then they have pitching. They have defense. They're showing it off here against Georgia. Big series so far already. Already series win for them huge uh Oregon State they're doing the things that they need to do last night they had to score runs which was not their case usually with Cooper drippy on the mound that's usually not what they have to do on Friday nights they went out scored 12 last night I believe that they get there as well uh looking to think they're gonna be able to host be host super regional so Arkansas I think that they still have enough uh I'm still looking for that leadership to stay up step up Caden Wallace has really got to be the guy I think for them moving forward uh but I believe that they have enough LSU, I still got them in. I think that the Barry injury is tough, but I think he's going to tough through and be able to play, so that should be okay. Um, Stanford, they are playing their best ball of the season right now. They have come alive. They look a lot like the team that went to Omaha last year. I think they have enough on the offensive side, and they're pitching well right now. I think that's what their key is, and they'll be able to get in. Uh, My three new ones, uh, three ACC teams. Vautech. I think they are pounding the ball over the place. I think that they are the team that's on fire. They feel like a team of destiny kind of this year with their first time being really looked at as hosting and being a top team. Uh, I feel like they're going to ride that momentum wave all the way to Omaha. Uh, Miami, who is really crushing the baseball. I know you hate that pick, Noah. I've left them off for so long, but I can't leave them out any longer. My shirt screams Miami. It's Miami, okay? I hate that ballpark. I really don't want to be anywhere near that ballpark, Alex Rodriguez stadium. But I think that they're going to be there because of how much, how well they hit the ball and and their pitching has been better than they thought. So, and then I got my last one is Louisville. Uh, Louisville's playing well. They are doing the little things, pitching defense. They're winning ACC ball games. They are uh, doing it not as much with the stick right now, which is kind of why they're on the fringe there and they're my eight team. Uh, But I think Louisville's got enough.
2: Just a quick aside about Miami, how do you have a baseball stadium named after someone who did not play at your school? <laughs> Much less not even for a professional team in Florida. He played for Seattle, Texas, and New York. Like he, he, no. it could could have been Miguel Cabrera Stadium when he was with the Marlins. Like
1: to be fair, they probably didn't even realize it was a stadium when they named it. It was just a trash. <laughs> well, oh yeah, named it after you, Alex. Oh, the baseball team plays there. Yeah, I was. they laughing. named in the parking garage after him.
0: He donated $3.9 million to have it renovated.
2: <laughs> and I
1: was like... What did they spend Whoa. the money on? <laughs> That's they... what yeah. I said.
2: <laughs> they said
0: they put up new lights and they put up a batting cage. <laughs> Kickbacks to the government?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like, spent it on, on recruiting high school kids. They for... spent it on
0: buying cocaine, which is what Miami
1: yeah. stands for.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: Nevin Shapiro getting rid of uh, all the Ponzi schemers. <laughs> that was the, the hush money.
2: Uh, Noah, since you don't like the Miami pick, what's your eight?
1: Yeah, uh, well, it definitely does not include Miami, and it never will because they are fraudulent. <laughs> uh, last week, I'm uh, bringing a couple of guys back, or last time. Tennessee, Oregon State, and Arkansas, they're just too good. Uh, Arkansas is a little bit one of those teams where I'm starting to doubt them a little bit, but Tennessee and Oregon State, I, I have no doubt that they'll be in Omaha right now. Oregon State, I could see them losing, but Tennessee is just – Every time I think, hey, you know, they're going to lose this series. I know they did lose to Kentucky, but some people are calling Georgia one of the best teams in the country. (laughs) Definitely not me, but um, I also have Virginia still in the mix, but then I have a couple new teams, Stanford. People are sleeping on Stanford. They're doing it again. They did it last year. Don't know a whole lot about them because it's so hard to watch the Pac-12. God forbid they have a contract with ESPN Plus like every other conference in America, but Hey, congratulations, Pac-12! You and your six people who can watch are in, and I'm saving the Pac-12 this year. And I still am going on that. So, uh, Vanderbilt—it's going to be a Nerd Bowl this year. I'm on the Vanderbilt train again. Um, watching the last couple of games, watching when Enrique Redfield still home, that team just has their juice back, and I'm, I'm on their train. I think they're—I think they're kind of not a great team, but. The thing with Vanderbilt is when they're having a down year, it's better than some people's best year. And right now they're getting hot, and we kind of been talking about they're gearing up for the postseason. It's postseason time. We'll see if that's what they've been gearing up for. If they can get a regional, I feel pretty confident that the Whistler will be shoving that voice down our throat, and they're already in a super. And then uh, Notre Dame, who everybody else is also just not talking about. A great team, excellent team, so good, so much better than Miami, certainly. Uh, g- God forbid they host regional because they do have the worst field in baseball, worse than Miami. They should get together and, and combine their trash send them out to <laughs> the recycling bin. Um, and then my last team coming to Omaha is Texas AM. The Aggies are, are incredibly hot right now. And you know, what they say about hot teams is that I have to keep tweeting about them. So I will, <laughs> I will tweet about a until they are eliminated.
0: Man, Notre Dame. I, uh, I, they're they're like Oklahoma State to me. I don't get the love. I know that they're playing some good ball, but I don't see a superstar on their team. I don't see who's really driving them forward into Omaha, which you got to have somebody that kind of drags you along to get there. But hey, you know, you do you. There, I'll, I'll go with convicts. You can go with the Catholics.
1: <laughs> All right,
2: Jake, you and me.
3: Uh, well, I'm not going to do one because I'm not going to curse any of my teams. And I feel like they're all <laughs> kind of right in the mix there. And even last night with A&M, um, we showed up, uh, so I drove in from Austin's, so we showed up, it was three, nothing. They blew the lead. They were down. I was like, screw this. Like we're going out to the outfield. So we're going out to the outfield. Nothing happens. I actually went to the restroom when he hit that triple. Like, so I, I missed it. I had to watch it on Twitter after the fact. Um, and then we scored runs. So I'm not going to curse A&M. Um, I'm going to go Campbell, though. I think that's going to be my surprise team. They're really, really hot right now. They bang the ball around the yard. Um, that's going to be my hot take. I could see them getting in a very, very small ballpark with Nito. I mean, last night they hit two home runs in two innings. against. I mean, I know it's high points. We kind of need to pump the brakes. But they're hot right now. If I'm betting on a mid-major that makes it to Omaha, um, I'm rolling humps. That's going to be my surprise.
2: Yeah. And if you're looking at a regional they could be put in, you know, if Georgia hosts, they could very well be put in that one. They could be put in Auburn's. Um, and I don't think either Let's, one of those teams wants to see Campbell as their two seed. I was thinking Auburn. I, think that, I was thinking that Auburn was playing with that win
0: last night. Auburn's right there, you know, uh, somewhere in the 13-14 range, I think. I think that'd be great. That'd be a great regional. Yeah, that'd be and,
3: fantastic. And that's pretty close, too. And it, it seems like their fans kind of like to travel well, too. But I do have a surprise for um, those Camel fans that we have. Um, I got something in the works for uh, a little Campbell, Campbell shout-out next week on my outfit. So be ready for it.
2: <laughs> all right. So my eight – I have some holdovers from last time. Tennessee, Oregon State, Arkansas, Virginia. Um, I, I just trust all those teams to play well in the postseason. For different reasons, Tennessee and Oregon State, I think they just have the talent. I think they can have an off day, and like I think Oregon State had a little bit of an off night last night, and offense still picked up the pitching. I think Tennessee has the exact same capability. If one side of the ball has an off day, the other side can pick them up. Um, Arkansas, I think Dave Van Horn is going to get the team focused. I think they might have gotten a little overamped for the Vanderbilt game Um, you know always a big series when they play and you can see some of the guys pushing a little bit Um, they never had a lead in that game which is very rare for Arkansas playing at home Um, and then Virginia talk about a team you just don't want to see in the postseason they just always seem to put together good consistent at bats good performances they don't beat themselves Um, and then I got newcomers um, LSU Believe it or not, I would not have LSU in there. Um, I, Sorry, Alex, but I didn't want to <laughs> jinx them. But I think right now it's hard to find teams that I trust. And I, I trust the offense of LSU. Um, Louisville, I think Louisville is going to – I think the offense is going to kick into high gear. I think they are going to host. Um, I think they're going to finish strong. And this is almost a lock if they – get a national seed and need a very strong finish to do so. Um, But I think they're going to gain some confidence winning the series on the road this weekend of we can win on the road, beat good teams on the road. And I think that's going to launch them to Omaha, Um, Oklahoma state. It's not me liking the team. (laughs) It's me looking at who they could potentially like what their national seeds going to be. And, they'd have to struggle to fall out of being a national seed. Um, yes, there's a lot of probably undeserved praise that they've gotten so far this year, but you know they're going to be matched up against a double-digit seed that could have someone like Campbell coming out, coming to Oklahoma State. And I just – I would trust Oklahoma State to get it done at home. That's kind of what I'm betting on. And then my last team, my kind of – upset team, if you will, um, Santa Barbara. I think they're going to be very dangerous in either a Gonzaga or a Stanford regional. Um, and they're going to get matched up with, I, I was trying to line it up and I was like, they're going to play Miami and they're <laughs> going to go into Miami and just roll that team. Who's coming in there thinking, you know, Miami's back the U's back and, the gauchos are going to roll. So, gauchos are my pick to go deep.
0: That's a good, that's, I like that one. They're, they're playing, again, they're playing their best ball right now, which is what you have to do when you want to go to Omaha. I think that's probably why for me, I left Virginia at nine. They're right outside on the bubble for me because they're not playing their best ball right now. They have the potential though to turn it on. And if they do, they do have offense and defense and pitching. Uh, but that's why they were right on the bubble for me to say no, Virginia and yes to Louisville. But I like, the, I like the Gauchos. I like that pick.
2: Yeah, for me, the the team I have right on the outside looking in is Virginia Tech. Um, just because I didn't think they expected to be where they are. I kind of see them, you know, eyes getting too big. Um, you know, more on their plate than they can handle right now. I, I Do they have the talent, the ability to be one of the last eight teams? Absolutely. If they're there, it would not surprise me. Um, yeah. But that was it. Was a toss up between them and um, uh, Oklahoma State. For being, being frank,
0: yeah. I mean, as you heard mine, I left. I had no Big Twelve teams. I I don't have any faith in the Big Twelve. I don't think that they have enough talent. I don't think that they play a good enough schedule. You know, I had Texas on for so long, but they've fallen apart.
2: I tried to tell you. I know. I tried to tell you. I know you did.
0: <laughs> I know you did. I just had this like out. I, I don't know. I had this outstanding belief that Ivan Melendez was going to carry them, even without pitching, and it just is not possible. So, yeah, it's it's. I think that the SEC and ACC are just so much better. I think that they each send three this year.
2: So when Texas makes a run, it's my fault. Just <laughs> laying that out.
0: Now now that we've brought it up on the show, and we're saying we don't really want them to go there, now they're going to come up and show up all of a sudden in regionals. Go to the Texas A&M regional and beat the crap out no, of them.
3: Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's happening, too. It's starting to happen. I really hope Texas wins this weekend, though, so it can boost a RPI. Texas has been just killing AM's RPI the last couple weeks.
2: So hey. Speaking of RPI, what do y'all think about the Texas A&M canceling the game? What's y'all's take on that? Wait, wait, hold on, hold of- on.
3: Before we get into it, it was mutual, so A&M did not cancel it. Who initiated own- the
2: conversation?
3: I think actually Incarnate Ward did. And again, that's not a quote or anything like that, but the way that Slosh kind of was interviewed about it, he mentioned it in passing, and then the guy was like, do you still want to play this? And he was like, no.
0: The game was canceled. Yes. Uh, Notre Dame has had like 11 games canceled this year. So it does look more suspicious down the stretch when you talk about it now. But, you know... It looked bad for A&M. It looked bad, but it's probably the right move. You don't want to beat up on these teams that are bad. I I don't think you should play a midweek game for the final four weeks of your season, really. When you look at it, if you're a Power 5 team, what's the point? Unless you're playing another good Power 5 team in those midweek games, you have zero incentive to play a midweek game anymore.
1: Well, my problem is that you had Miami playing North Dakota State at home during a weekend series last week. (laughs) And Miami is already a lot of people in the industry, a lot of high-up, very wise individuals, think Miami is, is a fake, fake team. And here they are playing North Dakota State and moving up in rankings as a result. I don't know how it impacted their RPI, but it's just it's, it's really phony. When you see these teams who maybe are canceling midweeks, well, Miami and, and even Oklahoma State last week are playing these teams that could compete with high school teams. Well to
2: be fair, those con- those teams started their conference weekends a week early. Sure. So so Miami oh. was playing ACC series when mm-hmm. I know South Carolina was still playing you know teams like UNC Greensboro. Like they just have that series scheduled later. Is it tactical? Absolutely. People forget the series loss at the beginning of the year if you go in- go into the tournament hot. Um, but going back to the A&M thing, I don't like it but I understand it. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm a fan of play the games on your schedule. Um, but AM was going, it's a lose, lose for them. Either they win the game and they drop in the RPI or they lose the game and they drop even more in the RPI cause you can't lose to incarnate word. No. Um, so it's, you know, A M is doing everything they can to host, um, uh, the revenue they make would make from hosting a regional alone is a huge boon to the program not to yeah. mention the recruiting tool of look new head coach. we're hosting a regional our first year you know Am baseball is back A M baseball is you know now we're now we're setting our sights on Omaha We're not trying to you know secure Hoover anymore we want to be one of the national faces of baseball again I think you blame it more on the the algorithm. That sets up where you can win a game and it hurts you. You could win it twenty to nothing and it hurts. I've, I blame that on RPI. I think it's a phony metric. I hate it. Calculating it doesn't make sense to me. Like explain how Dallas Baptist's RPI is so high, and mm-hmm. I think they're one or two games above five hundred in that conference. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have teams like, um, you know, South Carolina who's beat Vanderbilt, beat um, Texas. And they're in the 60s. Like, I don't understand that.
0: I hate the RPI. I'd be fine if people use it as like a side metric. But some people use it as like their number one way to rank teams. Yeah. And there's no way. I, I just fully think it's a crap stat. I, I mean, yeah, you can go play a hard schedule. But then you're banking. Like you said, <clears throat> your Texas A&M's RPI went down because Texas has been bad. That's, that's a crappy way to have to deal with it. If you're beating the teams that are in front of you, that's what should matter. That's what matters to a college baseball fans when we're watching. We don't care what that person's strength of schedule is. We want to see who they're playing. Are they beating the teams that are in front of them and how are they playing those games?
2: Right. Uh, and it's
3: still even so hard. Oh, sorry, no, it's still even uh, so hard to sweep in the SEC too. So I know a lot of these series too, when you know Mississippi State has these bad RPIs, they're still an SEC ball club and you almost still have to sweep. And I think the other big flaw too with RPI. Is it doesn't really take into account score. You either win or you lose. So it almost, for some of these fringe teams, it's better to lose and play the game because it boosts them up in the other way. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing with DBU is because they're losing to a lot of these Power 5 teams that they schedule, it's boosting their RPI because they're getting that one more win. And I think that's a really, really flawed statement because I don't think anybody is arguing for DBU to even host at this point. And they're right there in the, the thick of it.
1: Going off of Mark's comment about how some organizations use it to rank teams, we all know who it is. It's it's uh it's baseball America and their clown show rankings. And we wonder why these rankings are just so ridiculous. And it's because they they put too much stock into this phony phony stat that we've put too much stock into. And, you know, I just don't want to pile on baseball America when I have the opportunity to do so. <laughs> we have Teddy Cahill this week openly tweeting about how they use a metric about we we value wins when that team where that team was ranked when it happened. So for example, Tennessee, great team, obviously. Nobody's taking them off the one line, but they currently have in their hat a according to baseball America, a sweep over the number one team because they beat Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss is a fringe tournament team right now. Yeah. And
3: well, whoa, whoa, whoa. If, no, they're not. They're a super
1: super team. They're team. right. They are a top sixteen team according to a lot of smart, wise people who may have PhDs. But Baseball America is just the uh, – they need to redo what they're doing. I tweeted at Teddy Cahill. Have you thought about uh, examining the way you guys make make uh, make polls uh, knowing I wouldn't get a reply? he He's still working on a reply, but I don't understand how these people who, who look at RPI and these other outdated statistics, they're the reason we have six polls, and they're all wildly different.
0: Yeah. Seven yeah. polls. And, and, you know – Guys are – they're out there doing it old school. They're looking at box scores to figure out how they're going to rank their teams versus looking at highlights, looking at teams, looking at how they're playing. There's games that are won and lost, and they're just going, oh, that's a box score. Here it is. That's what it is. Their RPI is here, so I'm going to put them. When Notre Dame was number one in the country, are you kidding me? After like,
2: losing to Delaware. After
0: losing, Yeah. <laughs> come on like that's just that's just blatantly just not even paying attention not caring enough about the sport that you're covering to put them at number one so you know if if they get to omaha maybe i'll worry about that statement later but i think that that's just a crap way to do it i mean watch the games you love pay attention to what's going on read the room don't put notre dame ever number one
3: and another big proponent too is i've heard a lot of people say that oh you know there's over 300 college baseball teams like you can't watch all of them it's like Yeah, but you can look and see if Oklahoma State's like, okay, I need to tune in. They're one of these teams and then see if they pass the eye test. I know that college football always gets a lot of crap for having the eye test and like this magical formula. But at the end of the day, I think that's something that college baseball almost needs to adopt because it's too numbers based. and It's too binary to where you kind of have these teams that play really good one day and then maybe they're up and down and their RPI is just going to tank. Like like for example Louisville, I know that they're notorious for losing midweek games. Like those midweek games really don't matter in the eyes of the ACC. They don't matter in the eyes of the tournament, but RPI puts such a big emphasis on that and it really is a flawed system.
0: Yeah, and if this is your job, how can you not catch a couple games from a top-ranked team? You know, they play 55 times. You're telling me you can't watch them a few times during the season to see what you think? They actually play like I'm fine. If you want to check the scores and do all that stuff, I do all that stuff every time. But if you're not watching the games and you're not sitting down and taking in what they all have encountered, then, then you shouldn't be doing this as your job. You should be doing something else.
2: Yeah. It, it's not like they are, you know, like us, but we have other responsibilities. You know, we're students, we're working professionals who do this on the side, but we all love college baseball and we find the time to watch games. We find the time to keep up. It, they get paid to do this. And they can't, you know, college baseball is more accessible now than it's ever been. There are hundreds of games that you can just, I mean, it's on demand on ESPN. Like, that's what I did last night. I watched the, uh, you know, for the hours of great baseball last night, there were games I didn't get to catch that I, you know, after certain games ended, I was like, well, Florida laid the lumber on Mizzou. How'd that happen? So I turned that game on demand. And it's, you know, it's all recorded right after the game ends right there. And you can fast forward and see the highlights in it takes you 30 minutes. But, um, you know, that's just me wanting to know what happened to another team. I don't get paid to do that. People get paid to do that considering where Florida should be, um, you know, what seed they should be, should they be in the tournament. They're going to be making, I guarantee you, they're going to be making a bracket projection. And I guarantee you they probably didn't do that. They're going to look at the box and be like, oh, they killed Mizzou. And it and, and just, it bothers me that people who get paid to do stuff don't care as much as mm-hmm. they should.
1: And, and they tweet
3: on... too. Teams tweet all the time too. Yeah. So like when you see a home run, it's like, okay, was it like a Texas Tech Cracker Jack home run or was <laughs> it an Oklahoma State 500-foot bomb? Like... Yeah. You can look at the tweets all the time and every baseball team keeps their receipts almost. So it really is an excuse. There's wheels online. Like I went to the a game in person, drove back, watched three games on wheels in 10 minutes, officially caught up. And, and don't tell me, Oh, there's too many games. Cause there's time. You don't need to watch Mount St. Mary's play Montmouth. like <laughs> narrow it down a little bit.
2: But I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't watching Davidson play St. Joe's Thursday at like <laughs> 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we can we can bash on these guys all all we want, but
0: we as a collective group probably have a problem watching too much college baseball. <laughs> uh, we'll sit there and watch games that really are not even on the radar. But, that's, but if I got I mean, if I
2: got paid to do it, I'd watch even more. Like, oh, absolutely. if it was my that's, job,
0: that's I'd, yeah, I'd have five TVs. Would... Right now, what I do is I set up my phone on one screen, I have my laptop on another, and I have my TV on a third. Yep. Like I have three games going
1: almost every day of the weekend. So. Yeah, I've been thinking about my setup come regional time, where I'm just gonna have every screen I can, and have one out on the on the patio that I have, and <laughs> I can be able to step away. But then you have guys like Teddy Cahill who are tweeting about like Star Wars on at Saturday at noon. Like, what are we doing? Like, you don't even like. It's nice if you don't pay attention. Like, it's kind of I understand. Like, you know, you do have to set away set a time some time to watch these games. Maybe you're not watching every second of the day. Maybe you want to watch a movie at some time, whatever, that's fine. But you're never tweeting live about college baseball. It's pretty rare to go to his account, not that I follow him, but to uh, go and see, oh, yeah, look at this cool tweet that he's clearly watching this game. And then he releases this goofy poll on Monday, and we're supposed to we're supposed to honor it as if it's the same as D1 and, and all these other ones. Frankly, the other ones don't belong either, but Baseball America is just so egregious, and, yeah, it's it's – Amazing when we can create our poll, not to toot our own horns while we all manage our own lives for at least 40 hours of the week and then still come out with the best poll in the industry. What are these guys doing who get paid to watch college baseball all day? Could well, you imagine getting paid to watch a sport and <laughs> being mad at it? I would say easily
0: the four of us have all watched every team that we have in the top 25. We have all sat down and at least watched them play one or more games, at least every single team that we have ranked all year. I don't think there's been a team that I've ever ranked that I have not watched part of their games, uh, at least
2: one of their games all year.
3: That's going to be Gonzaga for me, but even then, I feel like their record is so far ahead.
2: That... Well, Gonzaga squeaked out the game yesterday. They needed that <laughs> if they wanted to continue to host. Like... That, that was
0: a huge, I have them on my huge win list because that was just a big one that they had to battle in and get in the cold weather up there. It was miserable.
2: Yep. And, and what I will say about D1 Baseball is at least that they, they probably hold on to their, <clears> you know, predictions and stuff a little too much in their polls Mm -hmm. you know they want to be right so they kind of adjust for that a little bit but they do a great job of you know universally covering you know with like the ouch report or like the you know winners of the week of who had great weeks they they do a good job of at least getting to a lot of different teams uh i mean they are heads and shoulders above baseball america it's not even close
0: and they show up at ballparks they Every do. weekend. Every weekend they're at a ballpark watching a game. Yep. That and, that gives yep. me credit instantly when they do that.
2: Yep. And they're tweeting or retweeting other baseball tweets. You know, they're engaged. They're engaged with the community. Baseball manager
3: just Steve puts it. out a poll. That's what they need to do. <laughs> no one tweets about baseball like he
1: does. <laughs> Nobody retweets his own tweets like he does. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nobody hosting. steals tweets like he does. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> a thief, like a thief
0: in the night. One one thing we also haven't mentioned is the UConn lost to Xavier yesterday. How bad does that yeah. hurt their chances of hosting now, losing they're that not. game
2: to Xavier? That puts them out, right? Yeah, especially think- how they lost 7-2, to two, I think it was. like uh, They're not hosting. They're going to go be a two seed. Um, yeah. I, I think that's what they were going to be anyway, but – it shows you how weak that conference is when you lose one game, and it's by hosting chances.
0: Yeah, and I've been hard on the hill against UConn all year. I don't think that they're. I think it's a, it's a very good feel-good story. It's awesome for UConn. I'm glad that they're playing baseball up there and they're playing there well. But they haven't played anybody. They have, they literally haven't played anybody. So they should not be a regional host. Yeah.
3: So they dangerous too, or are they two you want to see? That's kind of my question. With that. hey, if
0: they want to come to quarter battles, I'm all for it. Bring them over.
2: They're going to be in Notre Dame's. I think
1: that's, that's right.
2: They're absolutely going to shoot them in Notre Dame.
1: That'll out. be great for my Irish, <laughs> or embarrassing, one of the two. Or or,
2: or it'll yeah. be
0: great for for my Irish when they lose to UConn. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. With that comes who's going to be hosting? You guys, uh, Mark and AJ took some time during their their busy weeks uh, to talk about college baseball for free, wrote a great article, breaking down the 16, who, who's hosting right now, and then they also said who might be hosting, who has that opportunity to sneak in. Um, but we have a special guest with us today, folks. <laughs> uh, we can talk about those host sites a little bit, but there is a story that shocked the college baseball world last night. You saw it on Twitter. We'll just bring on our guest, and he can talk about what what happened last night. It it it's sending shockwaves across the country right now. Grant, where are you on Good Morning America this morning? People are wondering.
5: Oh gosh, mate. my my phone has been blowing up all morning, and I I'm, I, I'm not one for fame. I'm I'm a pretty low key guy, so this is all this is all pretty new to me.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, man. This is outstanding. That was something to behold, especially from a guy in the Pacific Northwest here. I was like, what is happening? <laughs>
5: For sure. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, I've been, been following y'all on Twitter for, for, for a long time, so I'm, I'm I'm pumped to be up on here.
2: So, Grant, I made the prediction that it was not your first time picking up a raccoon.
5: It actually, it, it is my first time picking up a, a live raccoon. I, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, I guess where we're from, I mean, you know, I guess hunting raccoons is not an uncommon thing, so... Uh, I, I have done that all my life, but it, any uh, raccoons that I have handled have uh, have been deceased. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a first, uh, first uh, live raccoon interaction.
1: Now, Grant, how did you find the raccoon? Was it just sitting at your feet? Was it scurrying through the, the seats? What was that?
5: So, so what it was doing? So, so it, it it made a sweep through our row. So I mean, obviously, you know, we, we were we were watching the game, and you just hear a bunch of people just. Standing up and hooping and hollering, and then it, it made a few passes and like the row in front of me and the row behind me, and then it went to the whole section over. And so I was like, Oh, it's it's past us. And then it it, just, it, it all happened so fast. And next thing I knew, it was right below my feet. And before that, I was, I was yelling at everybody, was like, Grab it, grab it, grab it. And then the, 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 the opportunity arose, and the clouds parted, and I just saw the opportunity. I just grabbed it by the back of the neck and, and picked it up. <laughs>
3: So what happened to the raccoon after you grabbed it? Did the, the university just,
5: like, throw it outside? Uh, so, what did they do with it? So after I grabbed it, I walked it up the stairs through the concourse, and uh, I was walking out of the stadium, and, and I had two, two police officers with me just just because, just I guess. And I was walking out of the stadium, and I uh, I got to the, I guess, one of the parking lots, and I, I reared back to sling it. And when I did that, it, it had enough leverage to – Reach back and, and and nip me on the hand. So, oh no! Uh, I, I was told that there was another raccoon in the stadium. So I'm not sure if it was the the same guy that got in there, or if it was, you know, maybe his brother or sister. I I have no idea.
0: <laughs> that raccoon looked like it had been eaten right. So that was not a little guy. He looked like he had been eating
5: ballpark food all yeah, year long. So. I think he's he, he's made a few visits to uh, to Rice the Barbecue <laughs> there in the stadium. <laughs>
2: So, I saw a report that you tried to go back in the game and they wouldn't let you.
5: I did, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, I'm a, obviously a, a, a crazy hog fan, so I was ready to go finish my beer and get more beer and watch the rest of the game. But after I got bit, the cops were like, yeah, you need to go get a rabies shot right now. So, uh, I figured it was against my, uh, in my best interest to probably listen to them. So,
1: At what moment when you were carrying the raccoon did you kind of realize – or maybe it didn't even hit you that you were gonna be semi-famous from just the way you were holding this raccoon as you carried it out. It was kicking its feet.
5: Probably got it, it. It didn't take but two minutes for my phone to start blowing up. Hey, was that you? Hey, was that you? Hey, was that you? So, uh, so af- after uh, after it bit me, and there's some like a medical team that came and like cleaned the blood up and this and that. Uh, we had a we had a cop drive me to my truck so I didn't have to walk, and so that so I could drive to the to the er so as soon as i was in the cop cars when my phone just started going bananas so it was probably golly five ten minutes after after it happened so i was like man this is (laughs) this is something else have you watched the video oh i i i've watched it i've i've been watching film on it so i'm trying to (laughs) see what i can do better next time if, if if opportunity arises
2: have you seen the people around you? Every different person having a different reaction. The person falling over the chairs behind you. What, so what was your that, favorite background activity that happened? That
5: that person falling was actually my mother. Bless her heart. Oh no! no. Yeah, dude, I, I had an extra ticket. I had an extra ticket to the game, and uh, all my buddies were busy doing graduation stuff and, and, and this and that. So I, I took my mother, and yeah, she, uh, she she took a hard spill, and she's got a. Got a big old bruise on her thigh, but I don't feel too bad for her because she's going on vacation today. So she's about to be on the beach here in a few hours. So I think, <laughs> I think she can live with
0: it. Well earned vacation. That was a, uh, yeah, that was uh quite the spill.
5: Yeah, no kidding. I, I guess my other favorite thing was the the, the reaction of the Vandy bullpen. That, there there were some good faces in there.
1: <laughs> are, are you headed back to bomb today?
5: Oh yeah. Hey, I've, I'm 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 rocking and rolling. I'm ready to go right now.
1: <laughs> Do you expect there to be some kind of red carpet for you?
5: I hope not. Cause like I said, I, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a pretty low key guy. So, you know, I think I've, uh, I've got a few more interviews set up, and they were talking about possibly having me up in the booth uh, during the game. So, I guess we'll just kind of have to, kind of have to see where it goes.
0: All I'll say is that if the people sitting around you, they, uh, they should buy you a beer today at the game. That's, like, that's got to happen. Like, you, you sit next to the guy, you got to buy
5: a beer. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Ho- hopefully so. But like I said, I'm, I'm I'm not one looking for for pats on the back. So I'll I'll take whatever they give me.
2: Just
0: just the tip of the hat
5: and the bite of the beer. That's that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, so okay. the
2: Razorbacks going to bounce back
5: today? I do. I hey, I, I feel good. We got Hagen Smith on the mound tonight. Uh, I like our chances. I just think uh, bats probably started a little little slow last night. Uh, but yeah, I mean I I like our chances. You can never. Count the hogs out, so I think we'll I think we'll be good.
0: Yeah, y'all need Caden Walls to get going. That's, That's right. my yeah. my bold prediction for Omaha's. Y'all need Caden Walls to get going, and that'll help out. Yeah. When
5: when 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 Wally when he's rolling in, in that leadoff spot, he definitely he definitely helps us get that momentum going.
1: Yep. Now, Grant, if the hogs come to Omaha, will you be following them?
5: Every time the hogs have been in Omaha, I've been there, and I will say I love Omaha, Nebraska. That town is so fun. Uh, the bar scene right outside the is awesome. The town's awesome. So yes, if if the hogs are in Omaha, I will be there absolutely.
1: And I have never seen a raccoon in the stands here. Not once. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I guess the it's the last time I was in Omaha was when uh, we went to and out. We lost to uh, Florida State and uh, Frank Martin. That was his last season, I believe. Uh, and the time before that was obviously the the travesty of the, uh, the, the foul ball. So I haven't had too good of luck there. So hopefully that'll <laughs> that'll uh, get turned around sometime soon.
0: I'm sorry for that. I'm, I'm a little sorry for that.
5: <laughs> okay, I got a few questions for y'all. Y'all were, y'all were at Bond the other week, weren't you for the, for the LSU series?
1: Uh, I was. Yeah.
5: Now, how, how, how was that? Did you have a good
1: time? Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. Great environment. Great place. The, the pulled pork fries are something that I can still taste. And I wish I could have a, a basket of them at any given time.
5: Yeah, those are pretty good. Like I said, I, I think that raccoon has uh, visited that stand a few times just, <laughs> just going off his weight. So.
1: And the line is so long that nobody would even know if there was a raccoon in line. <laughs> just hey, stand there.
5: That line is longer than the beer line, which is surprising. Well, I guess it's not <laughs> that surprising. But, yeah, that, that line makes the beer line blush.
1: <laughs> oh. Now, Grant, you see another raccoon at your feet today? How does your strategy change how does it stay the same i will say so
5: i might be a little limited so they they had to put the rabies shot like into my hand and my hand is extremely stiff this morning so i I might have to go for a left-handed grab uh but i don't know maybe maybe my adrenaline will be flowing uh, (laughs) at that time so i guess it'll just kind of be a a, a spur of the moment deal so we'll, (laughs) we'll have to see
1: Did they say how the rabies shot worked? Would you have to get another one if you got bit again? Yes. So I've
5: got two. So I've I've got the the shots last night, then I've got to go back in three days, seven days, and fourteen days just to get like the full dosages and in the in this and that. So yeah, I've got an appointment set up on Monday, then seven days and then fourteen days. So
0: man.
2: Would you (laughs) say Is it worth
5: it if you get free beer? Oh, absolutely. Hey, <laughs> best beer is free beer. Then it's cold beer and then bush Light. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Free beer is the best beer. Absolutely. Yes.
2: Yes. Grant, if I ever run for president, that's going to be my slogan. <laughs> I love
5: it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think
3: you need a, a coonskin hat, Grant. I think you need to play
5: into it. So, anytime they like interview, they're like, is that the raccoon from last night on his head? Yeah. No. There have been about probably, golly. Five or ten pictures of, of, of coonskin caps and like John Wayne wearing a coonskin cap, they're like, You've got to do this for tomorrow's game. So <laughs> maybe well, I'll get like, all hair and, uh, and go find me one and,
1: and wear it.
2: You know, South Carolina's home run celebration is a coonskin cap. So I didn't know that, was not aware. So maybe we need to channel some of your energy when the series and <laughs> get everybody all fired up. Like, so,
5: hey, I'll do- Whatever it takes for, for a hog to win, I, I will do it. I'm in.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Well, Grant, well, thanks for joining us. Unless anybody else has any more questions, for no,
5: hopefully we see you in Omaha.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: I appreciate y'all having me on and, and go hogs.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Grant. Uh-huh. Okay. What oh, a treat.
0: That's outstanding.
1: <laughs> the, the best part is that that
0: leads right into my hardest stadium. I picked Bomb Walker. And that was that was before any of the stuff last night. I was just like, that's just a tough place to play with the hog pin and everything else. Seven sixteen winning percentage, but now you're talking about raccoons in the stands. It's over. That's that's the hardest place to win a t- championship game in.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> so I guess to frame that a little bit, the topic is toughest environment <laughs> to play. <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, we, we actually had that segment picked out a couple days ago and then all this happens. Um, oh. So is there anyone who doesn't have bomb Walker picked as toughest or like a, I guess an audible or a second string? Cause for me, it jumps off the page. I mean, yes. Tennessee is tough, but the crowd is, the stadium itself doesn't have much seating. Uh, it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Yes. They get rowdy. Yes. It's, So that's probably my audible is Tennessee just because left field, they can pack people in there. It gets allowed. Those fans love how they play baseball Um, and rolling in with momentum, rolling in with, you know, they're going to be the number one seed. Um, But it it would be elite if they added some more seating down the foul lines, which I think they're going to do, Um, especially if uh, Coach Vitello Keeps taking that program in the right direction. They need to expand. Yeah, but it's still an incredibly hostile environment to go and try to win games.
1: Yeah, I uh, I was also thinking a little bit of a smaller stadium. Uh, Goss Stadium is is uh, number two behind uh, uh, Bomb Walker for me. They know how to host a regional. They know how to host a super regional. It rains. It's cold. It's a place where teams like a Texas, if they're sent there, they're not going to like it. They're not going to be comfortable. So. The crowd is a little bit on the smaller side, but they love college baseball up there. It's not a – even like at Tennessee, you have some fans who are still getting used to it. They've been only watching college baseball up there. Mark, you guys don't even like other sports because your other teams suck. Yeah, it's tough. Baseball's the
0: number one show in town. Baseball's it. And, you know, the biggest thing is, yeah, Goss is a great stadium. All the seats are, like, right on on the field. And, you know, it's 4,000 people, but – it's all Beaver fans. Like if they didn't have to give away seats, if they weren't forced by the NCAA to give seats away to the other fans, nobody would allow other fans and it would be all Oregon State. So you notice it at home series, like on weekends, it's like some parents of the other team and then
1: thirty nine hundred golf stadium fans of
0: all beaver, all orange.
1: There aren't gonna be many regional hosts that will be wearing jackets. Golf <laughs> Stadium is gonna scare I, that team from the south that they inevitably send up there.
0: Yeah, you look around the stadium and everybody's like, oh, they're always wearing sleeves. Yeah, because it's 50 degrees and good rain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then I I did want to give a shout out to Southern Miss. It doesn't look like they're going to be staying on that line for much longer. But if Pete Taylor Park hosts, you know that place is going to be allowed. You've seen some great games there this year. They're going to fill it. It's going to be great. And then another shout out to Texas State. We saw how great that home home game was against Texas. Hopefully they aren't feeding the other team any alcoholic beverages this time, but if Texas state hosts another place where you do not want to be sent.
3: So uh, I'll go ahead and get my biases out a little early here. I still think Mississippi state, even when they're bad, is still a tough place to go play. I mean, Uh, I was kind of sad a couple weeks ago when they were losing to Florida, so I went and watched that Stanford series that they had at that Super Regional, and I still think that's just one of the craziest environments ever, and they'll be playing that video for recruits, I think, until the end of time. A&M gets really rowdy, too, because the student section sits right above the dugout, so it just kind of channels in, and they really need to update the ballpark. I know they're spending a boatload of money on football, but their stadium is too small. We went to the game last night and ended up having to sit in the outfield because every single square inch of the berm and every single seat was taken. Um, It was UTSA. I was going to mention them, but I went and saw it in person and um, very underwhelming. For those who don't know, you need to Google UTSA's baseball stadium. It's insane. They sell it out constantly, all uh, 300 people. But (laughs) I would say if I'm, you know, picking a series where I don't really want to go play, I would say Alex Box. It seems like their fans too. are really rowdy. They play fast there, and you blink, and they have three runners on base. Alex Box is definitely the one that I always want to avoid as a visiting fan. They they just seem to get out of it. They're they're rowdy. Their fans are, are something else. I'm sure Alex can attest, but Alex Box definitely.
2: Yeah, I, I was going to say A&M if you didn't. No, because they are... They're the one fan base that fully gets into the, you know, ball five, ball five. And certain pitchers can handle that well. But when you get up into eight, nine, ten, you just start feeling bad for the guy on the mound. Like it, that environment gets so into it, especially now you can tell they're into every pitch. Um, Watching their comebacks against South Carolina was that fan base never gave up. They were always, they're down nine nothing, and you still hear the student section on the cam on the mics, just saying absurd things, yeah. and it was it was unreal. uh They were down nine nothing and a uh, four pitch walk, and the wow. entire stadium was ball five. <laughs> like not many fan bases are that into it down that bad. Um, Which is, I think, they've helped carry the team this year. But I think A and M is probably one of the more underrated because people think of them as that, and then they don't really think of them. Um, But I, you know, removing biases, I think that's a very, very valid tough place to play.
3: In the bubbles too. So you know, you have like give up a run, and just the entire field gets covered with bubbles too. I know that's probably. Because I mean, you can't be mad at bubbles because they're so like lighthearted. It's, it's like, great, I just gave up a home run and all these bubbles are rolling on the
2: field. It's obnoxious. That's what it is. But that's what, when, that's what you want. You want some something obnoxious. Bubbles clear up. The whistler damages your ears. There's a difference. <laughs> um, but it's, you, the, that's exactly you want to create a home environment. You want to create that kind of, you know, God, these bubbles. Like, that's yeah. what you want the opposing fans, the opposing team to think. Um, you know, the Whistler annoys everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like Noah said about Goss, one weird thing that's pretty cool is that their stadium is all metal, and so all the stands are metal. So when the Beavers start getting going, then people start stomping in the stands, and it is loud. Like that metal just echoes throughout the stadiums, and it all faces down towards the field. It's a pretty cool thing when it starts going because there's no concrete, really. It's all metal, and so it gets really loud.
1: That place is just so weird when there's a regional in there. It's, it's, you look and there's, it doesn't look like there's a ton of people there, but the place gets really loud. And these teams, you can tell that they just hate it. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of places where you look and, oh, they're happy to be in the tournament. They might be getting annoyed by the fans, but it just looks like nobody else is having fun when Oregon State is playing at home, even when they're winning. It's like these guys are, they want to get out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, even when Stanford won the series there, they still said it was the hardest place to play and they were just ready to get on the bus and get out of town. (laughs) I mean, it's just not an easy place to play. And the fans aren't necessarily mean. I've been to, you know, 30 games. They don't scream obscenities. They don't say negative things. They just are loud and
2: very enthusiastic and ready for baseball. They just love it. One more environment, Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. When, When that team is good, they play some postseason baseball there. It is, it's one of the environments that y- you can't recreate in another ballpark. It is absurd. I love watching games there, even now. Um, you know, not having the best year, but starting out the year when they played UC Irvine and they had those preppy kids come in from California <laughs> to walk into that environment, it was like a, oh my god, I've never seen this before. Like it. it you get some true Cajun people down there and it is it's one of the best environments I think to watch.
1: Yeah, I watched that UC Irvine, Louisiana. I think it was a Thursday night game, maybe it was Friday, one of the games in the series. And they had I think fifty cent beer night. You <laughs> cannot do that in Louisiana. <laughs> and the way their stadium works is like they have the stands on the sides and then right behind home plate is a concession stand. So you can see this massive line of people just waiting for their 50 cent beers. And as they're doing it, they're turning around and yelling, yelling at the pitcher like, okay, this place just needs a regional.
3: They made uh, Arkansas look like a bunch of choir boys in round rock. I've never seen the people that sat by us. They were racing every beer that they had towards the dugout and they had to come back because they did it too fast. It was the craziest thing. And it was during Mardi Gras week, too, so I didn't have work the next day. But, yeah, that was probably – they're underrated. They're LSU's drunk cousin. And I know that's even crazy to say. And for anybody who's ever met LSU fans, I know they like to put away the alcohol. But Lafayette's even wilder. So imagine LSU fans going, hey, man, like, you might want to order a water here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the Love Shack, um, the LaTeX, that's a great environment, too. I think they're probably on the same tier as Southern Miss.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Southern Miss and Lattecker Field, like the same thing. The small ballpark, but it has, you know, 6,000 fans that show up. They put them on the berms. They put them anywhere they can. They fit them in that stadium, and those fans are ready for baseball games. It's very exciting.
1: Yep.
3: All right, just to kind of flip the script, what's the worst good team stadium? Miami. (laughs) Boston College.
0: They're not a good team. (laughs) Uh, I think I think Miami is just it's it's a tough. I mean, why why play baseball games there? I don't know. Alex Rodriguez Stadium is a, kind of a joke in my mind. Like they've tried to make some upgrades, but I I'm very hard against Miami. So
2: up until recently, up until the new stadium, it was Florida because that that old stadium was just it felt like it was from the '60s. Yeah, um, but even still, I. Florida deserves more than what their fans are giving them day in and day out. That stadium's never full. And so I think environment for a good team, I think I have to go Florida because you just expect more from that program than what they're providing from a fan perspective.
1: Yeah, I I looked at, like, where would I want to be sent if I was a a two-seed, three-seed, four-seed? And Gonzaga, just because they haven't done it before, I assume they're not highly attended. You, you look at their their Twitter account for the just the baseball team, and they don't seem too interested in their own product. So I wonder how the fans can be terribly interested. Great team. They'll, they might host a regional if you're a two seed. Like imagine Texas up against Gonzaga. That feels like a series that Texas going to win. Maybe they have trouble with the weather, but you never know. Uh, with who's going to have more fans in the stands Gonzaga at their home stadium or or any visiting team like texas lsu when they were on that two line for a little bit they would certainly fill that place up more than gonzaga fans do and then another team like virginia tech just because they haven't done it before maybe it's going to be a little bit weird to be hosting a regional super regional kind of situation who knows if that place is going to look like the team is going to be extra nervous in front of look this place is full what are we doing and then uh, i uh Another one, UConn. I don't, I hope to God they don't host because they're not a good team, but I would love to be sent to UConn. If I'm a four-seed, I'm thrilled. Yeah, we get to play UConn. <laughs> they're a four-seed, too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the other spot that I was thinking of was uh, the Sunken Diamond. It's kind of old. It needs some renovations down there at Stanford. It's not really imposing or frightening when you go in there, other than the fact that you're playing Stanford at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's the only thing that kind of gives them a little bit is that their history, but that ballpark feels like it's historic. It's not new. It doesn't have anything to it. There's no excitement. It doesn't feel like a college stadium. It feels like an old, you know, 1980s minor league stadium.
2: Yeah, a team that peaked in the 90s. It yep. feels very much like that. Yep. So do we want to get on with our picks?
0: We got our picks. Well, first, we mid-major update. We don't have one this week. Yeah.
3: So, um, we're going to be rolling out <laughs> some mid major, um, uh, bracketology next week. So, we're going to get you all the information, which conference tournaments you need to watch, which teams to look out for, which teams are in, which teams are out. So, we're going to be rolling that the rest of the way down the stretch. Uh, magic numbers. Um, everybody from Coppin State all the way up to Southern Miss, we're going to get you every single team that you need. But you better watch out for Coppin State. They are, uh, they're under 500. Um, there's only four teams in their conference. So they're one of four teams, but um, yeah, uh, uh, but hold on. There, I think they're going to be a team that you need to watch out for, because if you're a two, three, you know, that one seat, isn't going to waste their bets pitcher on Coppin state. So you better watch out. And I was playing ahead with, cause Coppin state's going to probably be the worst team in the tournament.
0: <laughs> we got Alex for the bets. We, got
1: bets. Do we, have any, do we have any questions from our beloved fans. I, ooh, Feeling we have at least one. What? (laughs) (laughs) What happened to the fall
0: fall ball? The whole stadium was
1: foul. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of fall ball either. It's kind of like a little. (laughs) uh, But I I have no idea what. um, What foul ball? Um, I can only assume this is from 2018. He's referencing Arkansas. (laughs) mark you've you paid mario to talk about that game. <laughs> i slipped him a 20 before the show
0: yeah. <laughs> uh what I, I would watch that lSU game yesterday I don't remember
1: oh I think I know what he's talking about so it was was one he talking where about it like bounced off of Trey Morgan and then the umpire was like eh, it's not a fair or foul ball and then then they decided to send him back to first okay that's what I was wondering
0: about if it was there okay yeah I don't know what was up with that that was a really strange. The umpire like, was indecisive. Like you said, he kind of stood there for a minute like, I don't really know what to call here. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah uh, I can understand the booing there. As an old Miss lifer, I think he should have been count- given a double. But I thought it was interesting <laughs> that, that second base umpire Jeff Macias, who we all know, really yeah. took took the lead. Yes, him. Took the lead on explaining the situation to both coaches, even though he wasn't the guy who made the call. It was a total look at me moment. I think college basketball fans know, like John Higgins, the ref is Hollywood Higgins. Uh, we might have to come up with a Hollywood sort of nickname for Jeff Macias. He's just put me on TV at all at all costs, whether it's look at me
2: Messias or something like that. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, <laughs> he thinks people pay to see him ump a game. It, it it's absurd. It, he looks um, like
3: he's going to like a Toby Keith festival like he is just terrible always makes everything about himself he's a, like if you're formulating a perfect umpire he's the opposite
1: yeah, yeah. there's that that's the
0: answer that's the answer jake
1: <laughs> to be fair i did tweet out that if he's in omaha again i will do whatever it takes to get a picture with him because he's <laughs> a celebrity at this point he's one of those guys you see walking down the street is that jeff macias I would interview
3: his wife. I would love to see what he's like at at home. Like, I wonder if he gets power trips or if he's like (laughs) complete opposite. He's like, oh man, I get to go into the stadium. I'm saving this one. Like, if he gets in a
1: fight, I wonder if we can get the Macias family on the weekend rotation.
0: (laughs) Opening up the fridge.
1: I'm opening the fridge and I
0: had a beer, letting everybody know I had a beer. Close the fridge.
3: I really hope they start wiring up umpires. I know the MLB's kind of teased it a little bit, but I would love to have wired up umpires in Omaha.
1: I want to know what Messias sounds like. I bet hes he has like a really like, I don't even know what to expect, but I just expect him to be like talking like with such an attitude, but then to just be wrong when he speaks. Like I, kind of like you, Jake.
3: Yeah, con- conviction. Conviction is without knowledge. <laughs>
2: hey if you can convince yourself you can convince anybody so
3: hey i convinced y'all on virginia tech so virginia tech convinced me. absolutely virginia tech. i mean
2: and i don't have them in so do better <laughs> aj's still on the outside there
3: aj convinced me that i hate texas though so
2: i'm here for that so
1: weekend so, picks well first we have to make some money with alex unless he canceled that too
4: did not cancel that. Uh, Alex. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hello. I did not cancel that. Uh Barstool Bets tried to cancel that. But, per usual. DraftKings comes in the clutch again. Um just one note about that foul ball last night. Yeah, the the umpire initially pointed to the ball, said it was foul as it came off of the first base bag and then changed it to fair. And it was what chaos. What you can't after do. That. <laughs> that's what we were saying. like well, he, Yeah, he kind of it. buffed the call, and he's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was like, he, it either needed to be a foul ball, and the guy needed to go back and hit again, or he needed to be on second base. And neither one of those things happened. <laughs> yeah. they, they split the difference and put him on first. <laughs> They're
2: base. like, you're on first. <laughs> when, yeah, once like, you what's... call it foul, it's dead. that's I think that is the rule of once it's called foul, you just can't do anything about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they make up their own rules. Yep. Uh, so, what we got for today. So, my three picks for today. So, I got the money nine for Louisiana Lafayette over Texas State. Um, somehow they're an underdog. Uh, but I, I think the Raging Cajuns pull through on that one. And then uh, Oklahoma State over Texas Tech. I know Texas Tech won last night, but it was a close game. And Texas Tech this season hasn't played very well on the road. You know, uh, so I think. I think Oklahoma State wins that series, and I think they win tonight. Uh, and then uh, Oregon over Arizona State, just because Arizona State they're just, just not a very good baseball team. And, and Oregon uh, has been up and down this year, but I think they get it done tonight.
0: Yeah, I think that they start scoring some runs again after being shut out three times in the last week and a half. So,
4: Yeah, for sure. I can see that um, happening. They can't be terrible forever, right?
0: No, they had 119 games without a shutout, and then they got shut out three times in the last week and a half. So, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, they lead split. the conference in home runs, and all of a sudden they're just like, can't hit. I mean, granted, they played Oregon State four times. That doesn't usually help your chances of scoring a ton of runs. Yeah, no team goes, yes, we get to
2: play Oregon State. <laughs> yeah.
4: Like, <laughs> we get to play Oregon State at Goss Stadium. It's going to go really well for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's our pickup standings after last week. So Jake had the best week. He's still one game behind me, though, as I got I got I hopped on that five and five train. I'm apparently the only one on that train this week.
0: Oh I finally got away from it. I got run <laughs> over
2: by the train. I was under yes. the
3: train. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you were on the show. That's why you gotta take a week off again.
2: Oh man. I'm here to bounce back.
4: Yeah, so let's uh, let's start that bounce back with oh, game gross. one. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Everybody picking Arkansas. I picked Bandy, so I, I like to see last night. So let's see uh, see how the rest of the weekend goes. I don't know if that uh, that uh, almost said possum, but the raccoon uh, can uh, bring Arkansas some more luck.
0: The rally raccoon. They need to do something because yeah. Vandy needs the series more than Arkansas, and so that was my only fear in this one is that Vanderbilt really needs the series more. I
3: just didn't want that logo anywhere near my name. I
0: think
3: (laughs) Vandy's so terrible. But, I mean, Arkansas at at home is almost like a sure bet at this point. I even think they bounce back in the next two games.
1: Well, I I want to note that when I sent my picks to Alex, I did let him know that I almost picked Vanderbilt in this one, so I actually do get credit either way. (laughs) Asterisk. Oh, man. All right,
4: so next we got Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Mark is the only believer in the Red Raiders.
0: I promise. I looked at it, and I'm like, they have to win a road series in conference. I have zero faith in Oklahoma they State. They don't I actually have to. It. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. I've just been so hard against Oklahoma State. I don't see the hype. I keep thinking, oh, this is it, and I just don't buy in. Uh, I think Texas Tech had to win a road series, but we'll see. I got, I got one last night.
2: Yeah, I just don't trust Texas Tech's bullpen. You know, they run out – towards the end of the game, they run out guys with six and seven ERAs in a situation where they're trying to close out the game. Yeah. I, I, I think – you know, I'm not a huge Oklahoma State believer either. I think they've kind of lucked their way into a lot of things. Um, I just think they're going to win the series. No. Yep.
3: Yeah, I kind of had flashbacks uh, to Major League with Serrano when he hits the home run. I I do feel like Texas Tech is almost due here, that this was way too easy of a pick for me with Oklahoma State. And then after I'd sent it to Alex, I was like, ooh, I was like, Tech's really bad on the road. Oklahoma State's really good at home. I was like, that's the perfect storm for it to be too obvious, and then everything get thrown out. But I I, I really do like Oklahoma State. I don't think Tech's bullpen travels very well at all. Um, I know Oklahoma State has a lot of plug-and-play guys, it seems like. But, you know, their stadium was pretty rowdy last night, and I kind of expected it to be rowdy again today. I think they – I still feel pretty confident with them in the next two games because Tech always loses on Sunday too. That's the other thing.
4: Mm.
1: I don't think any of us trust any team in the Big 12, but I'm starting to see it a little bit with Oklahoma State where I can see them being in Omaha. Uh, it just – every time I tune in, Griffin Dorshing hits a home run. This time it went – 513 feet it actually went 600 don't let the numbers you can't measure a home run that went out of the stadium and that's okay um yeah i just love love two hitters in oklahoma state lineup i don't trust anybody else in their team though so
4: all right next we got forest state miami we all know uh what noah's pick was here
1: well, I had to pick one of the teams I, I don't like any team from the state of Florida I almost picked both You see in that FSU logo there is a U So in a way I am on both teams uh, In fact I'm on neither So I have no idea I assume that they did not continue last night's game But I have no idea if they did play um, But give me the Knowles, And I hope they win because Miami is a uh, bad team In a high school stadium <laughs>
0: uh, You know I had to roll with the the U. I've picked them in every series. I think that they are the better team. I think Florida State is stumbling. The only difference is Florida State's starting pitching in Parker Messick, but I still like, I still like the U to win the series.
2: Yeah, just, I was kind of the same way. Oh, go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I was just praying that pitching for Florida State's going to win them this series. I, I, If possible, I think Miami's going to overlook this series a little bit, um, but you can't overlook parker messick and i think the pitching for florida state you know their bats get hot one game a series it seems like so i i hope parker messick can win them a game and then i hope the offense can win them game two or game three
3: yeah i know i mentioned that he hates both of those teams um i was rooting for the weather or uh, you know natural disaster in this game so <laughs> they really don't have to play it um, i really liked Miami a slight bit just because it seems like they're at home they are the hotter team and I kind of want them to, you know, doubt Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, maybe be riding high, be like, yeah, we're Miami, we got this. So I really wanted them to win just so they kind of overlook the ACC tournament and Virginia Tech can get that final eight.
4: All right, so next we got Ole Miss and LSU. So that game was suspended in, uh, I believe it was the third inning yeah, uh, last night. So with uh, Ole Miss leading 4-2, to two, so they're going to play – and they're starting up at 11 o'clock, finish that game, and then go into a doubleheader. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I think that favors the Tigers because uh, Tigers have the significantly better bullpen than Ole Miss does. And Ole Miss didn't get much out of Dylan Delution. He's been their, their Friday night guy the last few weeks. He's been undefeated the last few weeks. So to not be able to have him go seven innings and throw 100-plus pitches is uh, – hurts them a lot and
2: he is absolutely dominated on the road his road home splits are insane so I, you know th- they count on the road for him to go in and kind of suck the life out of a ballpark and he can't do that because he you know burned him up yesterday and yeah. can't come back and pitch today so you know like you said of course we didn't know the weather was going to be a factor um, I think the offense is just too good anyway, um, but the bullpen definitely is a huge advantage for LSU in the series.
1: Too
0: much offense, too much bullpen. Absolutely.
1: As an Ole Miss lifer, I know <laughs> that my Rebels own the month of May, and this is in May, folks. I think Ole Miss is going to easily win two of three. It's going to be so, so simple that we're going to be talking about, did we forget about Ole Miss being good? No, you didn't because you've been hearing about it from me. For the past what, month on this show, Ole Miss is so so good, and I'm so excited to see them playing in super regional. People forget they actually just won game one before LSU brought out the old rain charade.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, if LSU ends up going winning this first game, I think there needs to be an investigation.
4: <laughs> well, no, since you're uh, since you're an Ole Miss lifer, you'll already know this, but I just feel the need to point out that uh, Ole Miss has only won one series in Baton Rouge since 1982.
1: Well, this is the month of May and we own May. Go (laughs) Reds.
4: That was like seven
3: mascots ago for Ole Miss. (laughs) Uh,
4: All right, so next we got Virginia (laughs) Tech-Louisville. That... what was that about jake what was the oh great
3: <laughs> it's because y'all are gonna give me crap i wanted to be alone on this one and be like oh louisville but i'm sure all of y'all picked virginia tech because i've been talking them up um they have hackenberg going today so i could see them bouncing back and then anything can happen in acc game three um virginia tech hits the ball around i think even though last night they, they lost they still had you know four or five balls that had over 100 exit velocity so i really do anticipate this kind of uh happening today and um i'm actually i'm not gonna mention that the the girl <laughs> the rally titties
0: yeah i think they, i think uh, the Votech just offense at home i thought it was enough uh louisville's playing great ball though this is where they come in i mean if they want to make their postseason run this is a good start for them to come
1: in and do it right now hey uh good on you to not mention it jake um <laughs> but, but yeah I, I picked virginia tech i thought that they're the a little bit more of a consistent team. It seems like Louisville always loses at least one game in a series. Now they're going to have to find a way to lose two. I took some risks in this week's picks. My biggest risk is hasn't even shown up yet. Um, I might go 0 and 10. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, yeah, took, you took you took Arizona against Oregon State.
2: Worse, <laughs> I'm afraid. Worse. Yeah. I, no, he took Georgia against Tennessee. Oh. <laughs> um, but I I, go, I, I just trust. Yeah. See you, Mark. Have a good have a good day. Oh yeah. Um, I just took Louisville. Uh, I think this is kind of their kick it in gear time. Um, and I think this is where. Virginia Tech's been so good for so long that they kind of come back down to earth this series.
4: I just picked the cool logo.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I knew the logo was going to be up there, so I didn't have to, you
4: know, <laughs> sacrifice
2: myself to.
4: Oh, man. is coming in as the hotter team, but clean sweep for Southern Miss.
1: Credit to Jake for telling us that UTSA sucks.
4: I saw them in person. They did suck. They lost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I watched this game yesterday I can't believe Southern Miss didn't win it They had bases loaded one out in the bottom of the eighth Back to back strikeouts They had leadoff runner down one Hit a leadoff double in the bottom of the ninth And then he just didn't move from second base It, it was like a master class On how to put yourself in a position to win a game And then not win the game uh, I think they're the better team But, you know, if this team can't find ways to win games they need to to lock up the conference, it could be a problem.
3: So they're still up two in the conference. They would have to, you know, get swept to tie. So they're still kind of in good shape there. But I think they're playing for a lot more than this. And, yeah, like I said, UTSA didn't really impress me that much against Marshall last week. I know they took the series. And the game that I was at, they lost 7-2. And... Their Marshall's offense is playing really, really shallow against UTSA. So I wonder if the scouting report on them is that they don't have these high exit velocities and hit the ball around the yard. Um, the Southern Miss that I saw really didn't show up last night, and it'd be interesting to see if you know they kind of have you know the May woes of reading your own press clippings, or if they they get it right really quick. And luckily UTSA is a team that I think that they can get right quick against because this really is a tough matchup for UTSA.
4: All right, next, Georgia-Tennessee. Noah Uh, Noah tried to pull the fast one on everybody. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I should have known that they wouldn't lose two series in a row, but obviously I am a Georgia lifer. (laughs) Everybody knows that. Um, But, yeah, no comment. Um, It's always nice when not only have they already lost game one, but they've lost game two, so the whole series is done. So (laughs) I say we don't even count it.
2: I said we count it twice.
3: <laughs> Please. Yeah, for the fans, we were debating on whether or not to even pick this game because we were like, oh, we're all gonna pick Tennessee, so should we just throw this out and pick another one? But uh Noah pulled the league corso not so fast and,
4: and <laughs> saved our winning percentage there.
2: Speaking of winning
4: percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona State clean sweep or sorry, Oregon State clean sweep over Arizona. And they won game one looking bad. So if they can, you
2: know, Arizona's not a bad team, but Oregon State can win playing bad, that's a great sign for them winning this series.
4: Yeah. I mean, they're right there with Tennessee as, you know, the two best teams in the country. Some had them at number one, some did. Oh, yeah. Michigan
1: and Maryland. <laughs> Oh that is an interesting logo for Michigan. I don't know if I've <laughs> ever seen that before. Is that, is that a, a pot on their head?
4: That's a that's a it's a hat. It looks, oh, I, like it, a, looks,
1: it looks like a crock pot to me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That'd
2: be the most midwest a, thing I've ever seen in my life.
4: Like <laughs> has a dip in. That's what it looks like a, too. <laughs> it's a white hat, you know, that uh that sailors wear. i mm-hmm.
1: I'm calling no. it a pot.
2: <laughs> yeah, o- only reason I picked Michigan here is my fiance is a Michigan fan, so mm. I can't I can't pick against them.
5: I, mean, I wasn't could. gonna let
3: Maryland do it to me two weeks in a row. I went with the fight in Tony Soprano's last week. They let me down. I hate Michigan and their their catching helmet that's ripping off their football team. Their one college World Series run, which is Notre an fan I'm very jealous of. So, but <laughs> Big Ten baseball is dead. We need to just kill it. Move to hockey. <laughs>
1: let it die yeah, yeah
3: or wisconsin needs a team that's the flip side of that
1: we haven't it's, heard from from ball of fish in a long time so that's why i pick maryland <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. so next we got our last game ull and
4: texas state now ull likes to claim that their name is louisiana but no they are the university of louisiana at lafayette <laughs> We're just make sure that that's clear
1: well, Louisiana is a great, great football team with a lot of tradition, beat some excellent Power Five teams recently. But uh, on the baseball diamond, I, I, I thought that I would sneak one past you guys a little bit. I figured somebody else would be on it. But Alex, I was not expecting you to pile on or AJ, which one of you ever got on third. Uh, why are we in the majority here? I think we're all a little disappointed. But no Cajuns. Go Cajuns. I, I'm just always going to
2: pick the Raging Cajuns every chance I get. I'm going to pick the Raging Cajuns. So I just love that team. I love that environment. I know they're not at home, but I just love how they play baseball. Yeah, I mean, their old
4: coach, Tony Robichaux, was, you know, kind of up, not quite up there with Skip, but close to it in in terms of Louisiana baseball. Um, And, you know, he he passed away a couple of years ago. uh, But, you know, ever since then, I've always just, Rooted for the Cajuns when they're not playing LSU.
3: They have some underrated uniforms too with the, uh, the Acadia flag on the side of their sleeves, but I, I had to kind of go with the Homer Texas pick here. Um, eat them up cats. So they can pretend to be Texas state students this weekend. And then and they will be Texas students on Monday because everybody, <laughs> no, Texas state has no school pride.
2: <laughs> uh, just fresh college baseball news. Um, Ben Joyce is getting the start today for Tennessee.
4: Well, that's interesting. That's no, you, they, you got him.
1: They, they threw Burns out of the bullpen. So, yeah, there had to be somebody interesting. I yeah, it would be like, Drew Beam. Yeah, you, you think. But here we are. Let's boogie. Oh, man. Tony wants okay, to how as long? as possible for the postseason.
4: So what's the over-under on number of pitches thrown over 100 miles an hour?
2: All of them that he throws
4: 30. (laughs) I don't know. He's got that. He's got that power slider at like 90.
2: It's unfair. That slider is (laughs) a weapon. There was, I saw a a stat earlier on in this year. I still don't know if it's true, but of the sliders that people had swung at, it was like at that point, 23 sliders um, that people had swung at zero were touched. No foul balls, no balls put in play, no hit batters. He just swung and missed at 23 sliders like that, that that's a weapon
4: on top of throwing 104 consistently yeah, touching
1: 105 point 0.5 yes point 0.5 <laughs> I, I never knew that there were points in in miles per hour i guess there has to be but i knew i i guess i'd heard before that a roll had the fastest with like point whatever but completely forgot that there were degrees to it like if you're at 105.9 you're at 105 At
4: no. 105.9 you're at 106
1: no
3: <laughs> so i kind of did have a little uh insider information here and it kind of changes my opinion on slosh incarnate wards his former assistant so i think his former assistant's gonna let him throw him under the bus so they can save it um but just wanted to put that information out there that that's his old assistant at incarnate ward so interesting little collusion alex jones tinfoil hat going on Money
1: under the table. <laughs> AM's getting right, yeah. NIL deals for Incarnate Word. <laughs>
2: a lot of senior days going on around, too. So uh, maybe we need to do like a senior spotlight to pick out a couple of seniors for next week's show because it's, you know, a lot of those guys are going to be wrapping up their career
1: in the next couple of weeks. Most of which with their doctorates.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least uh, Devin Fonteno and Michaela Hilliard will. <laughs> Devin Fontenot is two appearances away from breaking the all-time record at LSU in number of appearances.
2: So he could break, he could break that today if he makes an appearance in both games.
4: Yeah. I mean, I doubt he'll make an appearance in both games. He'll probably make he might he'll probably make an appearance in one game today, and he might make an appearance tomorrow. But yeah, he could break that this weekend. And it's like a hundred and I think 110 appearances is the record. He's at 108.
1: Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: All right, guys. Well, I think uh, that does it for the show this week. Thanks for everybody watching, and uh, we'll uh, we'll clip that uh, interview with uh, with Grant and uh, post that on uh, on Twitter later. So uh, for any of you guys that missed that, uh, want to see that? That was uh, that was good stuff.
2: Yeah, y'all have a good day watching baseball.
4: Good Tigers. <laughs> <laughs>